woke up like it was Christmas morning and you kept hitting refresh on your Twitter feed to see when's that schedule coming out when's that schedule coming out oh they announced one oh they announced the Sunday night game okay okay what's that oh oh, great Pittsburgh and New England whoopity doo dah and then you'll be like when where's my team at where's my team at where's my team at and then uh, you looked up from your phone and you realize that you're in the sausage hut. Thirty podcasts in thirty days, baby. And it's Wednesday night. That can only mean one thing: that Mishy's in the house. Mishy, how about ya? Wednesday before Easter. Uh, the schedules were announced. Do you uh, do you have like a smartphone? It tells you that on the, the second Monday night of the year, your hashtag America's team, hashtag the Cleveland Browns are traveling to a place called, I don't know what they call it now, MetLife Stadium, the building in gray over there in the swamp. Play my New York football jets on Monday night football. Week two, Mr. Kilbasa. Week two. Consider it an open invite. Football on uh, whatever day you want, Saturday, Sunday, but we got a game on Monday. So if the Amtrak wants to uh, take you, if you want to get on a private plane, the Cleveland Browns, hashtag America's team, are playing my football Jets. And I can't believe you opened with an NFL schedule opening. How wonderful. (laughs) The, The smile on my face. Happy scouting. Happy scouting, America. Happy scouting, America. It all starts now. And you know what I did, Mishy? I walked down to Dunkin' Donuts and got a decaf with nothing in it. And then is I walked... A, is decaf a coffee or something? Yeah, yep. And then uh, I walked on down to CVS, Mishy, and I walked into in there, and I went to aisle eight, and I bought aisle the eight? biggest marker that CVS had, Mishy. And I Should've walked back home... I walked back home with this big, big ass marker and I rolled out that NFL schedule and I stuck it to the wall and I took that biggest marker I could find and I circled week two, baby, because that's what it all goes down in the big apple. It'll be uh, it'll be a case. It'll be a case for the National Guard. It'll be a case for a public emergency. It will be a case top off my uber account because we're not going to be able to drive my friend we will be chauffeured that's it they've got revenge on their minds somewhere in the swamps of jersey after the thursday night debacle which ended up with the debut of number six in brown and orange (laughs) came out and lit up the Jets defense and nothing was ever the same. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. You want to talk a couple minutes of football here on this Wednesday sausage. I am more 
been happy to. Again, I call it happy scouting America because for our purposes, we're very much into uh, in tune with the fantasy football season, but the pro game, the pro game, the pro game, what the men play and the people watch get wide in the bottom while we get the nachos and chips. <laughs> but it is taken over in terms of year-round uh, year round publicity. You can't get away from it. Listen to us tonight there, Mr. Kilbasa. There are so many things going on. There are so many variations on themes. It's springtime. It's time to fall in love again, everybody. Fall and lose that extra me. weight and get that tuck. And, and the, the news uh, across the globe, uh, George Carlin and the seven you know words you can't say and Game of, uh, what's the name of that program you want? Game, Game of, of Throbs. Game of Throbs. Yes, and what do we do? What do we do? What, America, this is love in the first degree. We're talking NFL football. Yes, sir, Mr. Kilbasa. Tell us, uh, tell us, tell us, your Cleveland Brown hype train just went from 99 miles per hour to 130 is this about right they've been they've been shoving logs into the fire and that engine as fast as they can to get that engine you know it's everyone everyone talks about a long way away and um i've read somewhere that uh the older we get the um less elasticity our brains have and thus that's why we think time goes uh, so fast Whereas when we were young people and it was second grade English and we couldn't wait for lunch, 9.15, when is lunch? It can't come fast enough. Fine. You're and here we are. Preaching to the choir. And here and here we go. Here we are. The, uh, the geriatricness of nachos and chips for 12 hours on a Sunday is kind of hardened our the arteries maybe and hurt our brains because – it's damn exciting to be talking about football here in the beginning of April. The draft is coming up. The schedule is announced. The hype machine is is unprecedented. And we buy that. We eat that. And we uh, bow to it. What do you say about that, Mr. Kobasa? Oh, yeah. You're right. It's a, The NFL football is 365 days a year now. And I, uh, it's been great not spending the last three months talking about the fucking draft because we don't have to talk about the draft because we don't have a first round pick and we're stacked. Oh, the, uh, the idea that your Cleveland Browns are going to have to work harder than they've ever had to work and take it, uh, as the phrase is as a business trip week in, week out, day in, day out, the egos can go away. The the thing on your jersey front, the name on your jersey back can go away. They have a boatload of work to do in Cleveland. There's no automatics for your Browns. If they don't put the work in, we'll know very quickly. It happens to certain teams. I would think that the management there in Cleveland is well aware of that, and they're making all preparations against that. What do you say about that, Mr. Kilboss? <laughs> You're you right. You love it. We got you some hard-working it. dudes coming in too. They got some hungry. We got some hungry young dogs about to run wild. Oh hungry man, young dogs. You know what I look for? I used to look for, and I still look for in the off season, Mister Kilbasa. Uh, solace from the flying savant. I'm a, I'm a jet. I'm a jet fan. I resigned myself to that in December. It's still winter. Here we are in springtime. I look at the police blotter. Oh, that's great. It's great. <laughs> And 
For instance, last year, this time, we saw Kareem's Hunt's name on the police blotter. Oh, yes, got, we did. And there's this horrible story. A former NFL player uh, actually helped kill a young person with the with the baby's mother was just arrested two days ago. Wait, where was this? There is uh, any number of hazards, you know, retired football players or not. But there are there are hazards. This year's uh, red light is on uh, Tariq Hill, believe it or not. Oh, and he's had he's still being investigated by the police out there in Kansas City. Anyone in Kansas City in the Chief Nation, reach out to Mr. Kilbasa or myself. I need an update. I need an update. What do you think about that, Mr. Kilbasa? Yeah, I think you're right. You know what's interesting to me in this announcement of the schedule and the first thing I did, uh, Mr. Kilbasa? <laughs> you circled num- week number two in the biggest well, marker you that could I find? did. That, I must admit, I did. But that was, I, I'll be honest. I don't like saying I'll be honest because it connotates something that I don't like being connotated. However, I went right to week 15 and week 16 of the schedule to see um, where I am going to match up with my guys when I play for a championship this year. <laughs> In fantasy football. Yep. Okay. Okay. You're I at went right, Ravens in I week went, 15. and Went right to week 15 and week 16. For instance, in week 16, the super hype going into the season, aside from hashtag America's team, hashtag your Cleveland Browns, would be the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course. Agreed. Agreed. Well, well yeah. they play their they play week 16 in Chicago against the Bears. And when you see that, you say to yourself 17-14. Uh-oh. So and Sunday night and, and it's going to be colder than shit. Chicago. Yeah. 17-14. How's everyone doing in 5 degrees uh Fahrenheit? 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can, you know, you start what you know, springtime. A young man's fancy turns to romance. Well, Mishy's fancy, I guess, turns to looking forward to playing for a fantasy football championship. The That's hunger. why we call it happy scouting. The hunger and the dismay from from having to deal with Champ Hex all year, as his reign will continue all year, whether you like it or I, not, whether you I recognize am, I, it or not. I have I have great respect for uh, champions of uh, all ilk. It doesn't matter to me. Um, they've earned it, and that's enough for me. Some people disagree with me. That's too bad for them, really. I feel sorry for them sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Missy, I think we got to get right to it. You know what we got to do here? We gotta, tell me, tell me. We got to play a quick round of the schedule game in the Sausage Hut. We're going to take the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to take the New York Football Jets, and we are going to go through all 16 games, and we're going to say one or two things, win or lose. No, ties will not be accepted. Out? Should I get my pencil out? Because this sounds completely official. Yeah, I'm, I've got an Excel spreadsheet open. I'm going to save it and date it, and then maybe you, uh, we'll have to revisit it later on. I'm going to put it on a piece of paper, and I'll find it sometime in the next year. Let's go. Okay. All right, let's go. Week one. We've got... You're calling them out. I'm just talking here. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I'm just uh, getting everything in the right place. All right, here we go. Week one, the Cleveland Browns are hosting. The Tennessee Titans and the New York Football Jets are hosting. 
the Buffalo in-state Bills. What do you say? Uh, we're gonna take. We're gonna take. Oh my God! We're gonna take your Cleveland Browns, and we're gonna take the Buffalo Bills. We're gonna have the Jets going zero sixteen. You watch. Damn. Let's wait, go. Wait, you took the Bills there. Okay, so yes. wait. Okay, I'm putting you as an L for the Bills <laughs> and a W for America's team. You know, American can hear your slow typing skills. Let's go week two. Your Cleveland Browns are playing at my Jets. I am taking the Jets. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Browns, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wait. should be a pretty hot ticket. Next game, please. Hold on a second. I'm typing here. I'm typing. I got. I got you. I'll. I'll send you a picture of the handwritten notes. You read. We'll work forward. <laughs> okay. All right. Week three. We've got at Patriots for the New York Jets, and we've got hosting the Rams. Okay, I've got. What do you say, Mishy? Oh, we Patriots. got Cleveland. We got Cleveland uh, winning this game, and we have the Jets beating the World Champions. I'm Week taking three. that. Yep, I got you. I got the same thing. I got the same thing. Week four. Here we go on Sunday. We've got at Philadelphia for the Jets. And Monday night football in San Francisco. The Browns are heading out to the West Coast. You're at Eagles. I'm at 49ers. I'm going to take my Jets, and I am going to take your Browns. I'm going to take the Eagles and the Niners. Ooh, I'm chalking up a loss for the Brownies in week five. Oh, wait, that was week five. <laughs> wait, where was I? That was week four. We just did week five, week six. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Dun, dun, Cowboys dun, dun. at Jets. And... Dun, 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 dun. Teams. Okay, here we go. New York Jets. I think what? I'll log into Twitter. Bum, 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 bum. What's your Twitter address? Uh, what do we have here on Twitter? We're at Mishy 108. <laughs> There you go. There's a, there's a lovely little mosaic here. That should oh, be a... Uh, Mishy 108 would be a great name for a radio station. Mishy 108. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The Sunday night games look look like a lot of fun so far. Check this schedule out. You ready? Yeah. The uh, Distillers play the Patriots week one. The Battle of the Birds. The Eagles go down to the ATL in week two Sunday night. bum 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 Bum, bum, bum. The Rams play the Browns on Sunday night in yeah. week three. Week four is a wonderful game. The Cowboys go over down in New Orleans to play the Saints. Week five, just just maybe the best game of the year. The Colts are going to play the uh, the Chiefs in Kansas City. This is nice. Week six, once again, then Pittsburgh Distillers. They go out to the San Diego Chargers. Hey, did you hear about the San Diego Chargers uniform, Mr. Kilbasa? Uh, what about the San Diego Chargers uniform? Their home uniforms are going to be the uh, powder blue, officially. Last year, they wore this deeper blue, and it just didn't feel right. So they're going back to the powder blues at home in Los Angeles. Probably probably one of the sweetest uniforms in the National Football League. The powders. What, the powder blues, man. That powder blue in the Chargers is nice. Week seven, here's a rivalry game. Then Philadelphia Eagles go down to see Jerry's kids and play the Cowboys. 
in week seven. Week eight, what is that? Super Bowl two rematch. The Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers go to Kansas City in week eight. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? You think he's going to be just like the total diva and cry by week eight, or is he going to be like a like a Pro Bowler MVP player this year? Well, I know that you want him to do bad because you're getting rid of him, or you got rid of him already. I can get rid of him for sure, for sure. Yeah, he's not worth a keeper status anyway. That diva's playing the Chiefs in week eight. Week nine is going to be another nice game. The champion Patriots. Go down to play the Baltimore Ravens. Quote the Raven nevermore. And week 10, uh, the Minnesota Vikings go to Dallas. Dallas is playing three games on Sunday night football this year. You think it would have been the real America's team, the Cleveland Browns. The uh, New England Patriots are playing one, two, three games on Sunday night. That's pretty nice. Week 11, the Chicago Bears play the Rams in L.A. That should be pretty good. Week 12, the Eagles are once again disgracing and or uh, being on uh, Sunday night football in the city of Philadelphia. The uh, Seahawks play in week 12. Week 13, one more time, the uh, Patriots are playing the Texans. How about the Texans getting some Sunday night love? They, they, That's interesting. They're going to be good. And week 14, uh, the end of the regular football season in fantasy-wise, uh, the Seahawks play the Rams. In L.A. That's one, two, three times for the Rams as well. And week 15, the Minnesota Vikings play in our fantasy playoffs. The Vikings play the Chargers in San Diego. And championship uh, weekend, the Kansas City Chiefs are at the Chicago Bears. And I'll tell you what, all you uh, Patrick Mahomes lovers, just look out for the weather in week 16 and watch your fantasy championship uh, score go be suppressed by the Chicago bears and the weather in week 16. That's Michi's long range Sunday night fantasy outlook for the 2019, 2020 season. You heard it Thank here you. first, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I hope the editor gets the beginning bits of that because we were a little rough getting things going there. Mr. Kibasa. <laughs> it always comes out in the wash, as they say. Well, that depends. You have enough of that beet juice. You know, you'd be going to the bathroom for weeks, but I'm to understand it's, oh, you said worst, not borscht. My bad. Worst. My bad. Hey, I want to make fun of you a little bit here, Mr. Kilbasa. Okay, go ahead. So I'm looking at my podcast list, and I have, you know, program here, program there, and, of course, of course, the sausage hut there. And I'm scrolling through the last seven days of the 30 for 30 on the sausage hut by Mr. Kilbasa. And there is Game on Thrones, Game of Thrones, or whatever the hell that Dungeons and Dragons program is. Game of Thrones. Wall to wall, nonstop, for the last six or seven days. I know. Was it worth it? Week one? Uh, I We don't need to... I'm considering this entire season just like one big show. So this is like just the beginning of a, of a six-hour movie, basically. So there's five episodes, or six total episodes? Yeah, five more to go. And that's a pretty short season, you know. It is, and they're, it's like they're they're like major one hour long major motion pictures. I mean, the way they shoot these things, you know. But yeah, but so what? So okay, so yeah, I'm I, I felt bad about that, but it really was a spectacular. It was a very special occasion for for the eight season eight to start. Now that it started, I'm you know I'm doing one. I'm going to be doing 
not much more other than talking about the the season coming up. But dude, I I spent the last month, you know, watching. I watched 67 episodes and that was episode 68. <laughs> on your deathbed, on your deathbed, you're going to be saying that to like no one in particular in the room. I watched oh. them all. <laughs> I watched them all. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, I'm not really exactly bragging about it. I'm just saying that that's why there was so much. Con- it was a it was a cornucopia. It was an orgy of content that came out about it wrapped around that day. And I led up to it for a month. And now we're good. We're good. May I ask you a couple questions then about this particular program? By all means. I didn't mean to interrupt, Mish. No, there's no interruption in our conversation. We move. We flow. We're like Muhammad Ali, 1966. Can't touch this. Come on. My goodness. Anyway, do they have some funky names on this program? Like somehow I heard some of the kids' names are Sam and John. <laughs> and other people's have names where you just threw vowels on the wall, picked five of them and threw a totally you know, consonant or two in there. And you didn't know what kind of name how are they naming these people with such such crazy names and then such quote unquote normal names? Is it, is, did I mishear that or is that true? No, your your New Jersey brother George R. R. Martin, who came up with the names of all these characters thirty years ago, when he wrote he wrote the first book, like in ninety two or something like that. Huh. He created the world, and I think the I think that some of the names are the names are some of the best parts about the whole show, because different people have different names according to where they're from, and then there's some sort of consistency about those names. But damn it, we're talking about Game of Thrones. What else did you? What else were you going to ask me? Well, I just I, about the, all right. So I do my homework and I listen to the sausage hut. <laughs> and was there more beer drunk or was there more water drunk in this particular episode? Uh, they drink wine. Oh, they drink wine. Yeah. What kind of wine? Homemade uh, wine, obviously. Uh, to pissy, they they have their own wine too. The people from Dorn down in the south claim that they make the best wine. The farther north of you course. go, pretty much the worse the wine is. Nice. So they're drinking more like, uh, you know, brandy because it's potent. Probably, yeah. And then you get north of the wall and they're drinking like fermented milk or something like that. Something crazy. Uh, (laughs) What was that episode of Little Rascals? Don't drink the milk, it's spoiled. Pass it on. (laughs) Don't drink the milk, it's spoiled. Pass it on. Eventually gets Miss Crabtree and she says, uh, uh, children. And she goes crazy. Speaking of crazy children and and different words and names, yeah, we spoke we spoke last week briefly, and I said something about George Carlin and the seven words you can't say on the television. Do you recall that? I recall that, Mishy. So I did a little reading on this, and there are seven words that George Carlin came up with, and the story behind it is fabulous, and. I'm just, I've debated with myself for two days if I want to talk about it, if I want to use the words or not. And I'm having a little, uh, I need to work this out with you, Mr. Kabasa. You got a couple minutes? I've got all the time in the world, Mish. All right. So, Carlin, as you wait, as you may well know, as you might know, there you go. Yeah. Had a stage routine where he said seven words and it was presented nicely. It had a good flow to it and it was completely shocking. Okay. But it was on, not on broadcast TV. So they can complain a lot, but they couldn't really nail him. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was, in fact, um, he was arrested like twice for indecency. 
for doing that routine in the early 70s. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. But it's nice the to be Genesis, reminded. The genesis of all this was uh, a guy named Lenny Bruce, a comedian from the 60s. Have you heard his name before? I have. I have. He's right, the so Lenny godfather Bruce was of... Of, of, of being a tough guy. And I guess the word would be blue that they used to use. It was blue. The show was blue. Blue. They were cursed. Blue. That's what the old blue. timers. It was a blue. It was blue. And they say in and Jersey, it's blue. It's blue. Blue. It was a blue it's show. Blue. It was a blue show. It was Buddy Hackett. Every third word was fuck. He was really blue. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Is the first guy I ever heard was blue was Buddy Hackett. Someone right. was in Las Vegas in the 70s, and they said, Buddy Hackett, real blue. All right, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I was like nine years old. Well, I was blue. blue. I was dying or something. Invented the Heimlich, but they couldn't call it Hackett, so they had to call it Heimlich. I didn't know what it was about. Anyway, George Carlin was at a performance when Lenny Bruce said, fuck and shit, in 1962. And he was arrested that night. Um, Lenny Bruce was. And in the crowd, a young George Carlin refused to show the cop ID and was giving him hell. And he was arrested as well. And George Carlin and Lenny Bruce were in the back of the patrol car, also spent their overnight in jail together. And, you know, Lenny Bruce didn't live a very long life. But about 10 years later, George Carlin unleashed this on the world. And there were seven words you can't say. And it was hilarious. And I'm wondering whether I can say them now or if the ghost of my father who taught me how to speak better is going to come back and like rip my lungs out for saying these words on the sausage hut. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very serious because, you know, my father was very interesting with language. You asked me once, you know, you don't sound like you're from New Jersey. And my father's would say, you know, you use words to communicate. And when you would curse, he didn't accept it. He flat didn't accept it that there were other words to use to express yourself. And in his time, it was brought to be as being more guttural and you don't have to use those words. And I know every once in a while saying fuck every once in a while is a fine word. It just fits if you can use it in a sentence. My father just disagreed with me completely. He wouldn't speak to me for weeks at a time, Mr. Kielbasa. Jesus. If, if he heard an expletive come out of my mouth. And, you know, I've used that. I've tried not to curse. And I notice when other people are big cursors. But the idea is this. Am I censoring myself, <clears throat> which would be really bad? Or am I just using maybe what I was taught? To say, hey, let's think about this and use other words. You got any insight on that, Mister Kilbasa? They, I, I read an article that said uh, kids who grow up um, hearing their parents swear are be more, more better adjusted. Yeah, I read the same article and said kids who are screaming in their cribs got are more well adjusted than the quiet babies. We could justify that a thousand and one ways. Heck yeah, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've considered it because it's, uh, I don't know. It's been kind of important. George Carlin presented these words in the following ways. I want to ask you, are any of these taboo words in maybe 2019? Let's, you ready? Yeah. You talked about win-loss, win-loss sometimes. All right, say the word shit. 
Is that a taboo word in 2019? It's uh, No, it's penetrated basic cable. All right. How about piss? Nah. All right. So Carlin said shit and piss, and that would be enough to get arrested and have a lot of problems in 1972. He proceeded to use the lovely word fuck. Would you have uh, much problems if someone was running around saying, you know, fuck all the time or however it works see carlin was much better than this but just strictly in the use of the word fuck you hear it all the time these days don't you it, but it's still a great word because it still has some sort of it has a cachet to it like it can, i don't ever want fuck to become too uh disarmed you know it should always it's a great it's the greatest word we've come up with it has so many great yeah. meanings but you can get someone's attention with that word right fuck if you don't use it all the time. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just like anything. All right. And here's the word. Here's the word that uh, I've been told never to use. And if you do, your your woman, your female friend will do things to you in your sleep. The word is cunt. <laughs> Another great yeah. word of the English that, language. Now, the you know, the English use that word much differently than we do. Yeah. And... Go ahead, go ahead. Somewhere along the line, it got built up as the worst thing. A woman, like that's the worst word of for a woman. I don't know what it's like. Oh no, you can't, you can't say that. But, but isn't it? Say if we were in England, we 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 would say, you know, let's make fun of our champ hex. Oh, the fuck, X is a cunt. Right. And we're not. It's not anything official. It's just more the, a general use of the word. But that word to me in over the recent time has become kind of a taboo word. People don't like hearing that word. And thus, even though it's been well established, I guess you have self-discretion. I'm wondering about, again, self-censorship, which is something I never want to do, Mr. Kilbasa. So I'm keeping myself on guard here tonight. I got myself. You know, the other word Mr. Carlin used that was a taboo word is cocksucker. Ah, yes. And... I don't hear cocksucker too much, except maybe some boys trying to be cool. That's a good you know, one. I don't, hear that, I don't hear that one too much. Well, you? you only, you only, you know, you, you only pull that one out and when when you're down to it, you know, you just don't go throwing that around. Like you can throw fuck around all all the time in many different yeah, ways, but, the, but cocksucker, you're like, whoa, hold on well, a second. I'll tell you what. Cocksucker. I'll tell you what. I've been known. I've been known to use cocksucker with the next word on the list in unison and the next one would be motherfucker motherfucker is a great one. i have been known to be at the end of my rope saying you cocksucker motherfucker that's a great one and, it's a great double and, double whammy man hopefully you had a little power i hope not but and the last word you couldn't say in the early 70s and certainly in the 60s was the word tits right that's bullshit you know it's uh and those were the words that can get people in trouble here in our end of the 21st century, we have a whole different realm of words that we are so damn sensitive to. And it's funny, not funny, haha, but maybe just funny in terms of how time changes things. That people would be more upset with the, the things people are saying as opposed to the singular words that are coming out of their mouths. Meaning we seem to be uh, stuck on the left side or stuck on the right side and not even hearing the words coming out. So I could say, piss, shit, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucking tits, all damn day long, as long as I don't say Donald Trump or Nancy Pelosi. Is that about right? Where? 
<laughs> anywhere on the street. <laughs> you can say whatever you want to on the street, man. Well, that's the First Amendment bit, but do you really want to be a raven lunatic just cursing on the street? What kind of civilization is that? Well, usually you're you're a crazy person because people do that. Yeah, I've seen some people do that. There used to be but a the, dude on North North Druid Hills. I'd see him every day, every morning and every evening. He in the morning he was walking one way, and then in the evening he was walking the other way. And sometimes he, you know, I I knew he didn't have anywhere to live, but every day he was walking up and down North Druid Hills Road. And some days you could just tell that he was he was like going berserk and like flailing around and cussing and yelling as as loud as he could, just on at nothing on the side of the road. But you know, there are people with mental health issues that are not getting treatment. Right. Hey, America. Hey, Mr. Kabasi. I'm about to sneeze. Anyone want to give me a big bless you here right I'll now? I'll give you some reverb. Oh, no. I'm going to squeeze my bridge in my nose and not sneeze. You say something for a second. All right. I got the reverb on him. want that sneeze. America wants that. No, sneeze. I'm not going to sneeze. I, you know, there's ways to suppress a sneeze, Mr. Kabasi. Do why you know that? You, why would you want to? I like letting the sneeze just let it rip. Yes, but we're here on the sausage hut, and much like cursing, a little bit of discretion is always a good thing, is it not? It's the better part of valor, but it's not the better part of the sausage hut. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucking tits. Seven, That's what's real. Seven is that dirty what you're words. talking about? I remember studying the seven dirty words in one in some college class. It was like radio and tv 235 or something like that and like this guy who was a dj was like in the afternoon at a really small radio station like playing adult contemporary taught this class and he always all proud of, he's all proud of himself you know it was just a, a joke and i remember like the his favorite part of teaching the class was talking about the seven dirty words yeah writing Hello, it down in the I'm... outline seven bullets oh yes Hello people, um, hello, people. I'm Bobby Brown. I'm the coolest man in town. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> so this affected you. So you, because you, did it? Did it change your life when you heard Carlin, or were you free to free to cuss by then? I um no, I was in this. I was in the same boat where cursing wasn't really the way we went about things. Well, not only that, it was it was explicitly forbidden, and it brought shame and angst upon you if you did it. Yeah, and your family, of course, back in the day. How could you? Yeah. How could you? I um, when I first heard them, I just I think I had for a long time. I have I have a choice to say them, and I have a choice not to say them. Right. So. I think I'm okay with that. I think in some instances, the people I've met who just curse all the time, and I do meet people who curse all the time, I don't think they have much of a choice. Well, they they have limited vocabulary, and they found that one thing, and they overused it. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad when it happens. Language is, you know, an instrument to be played. If you just... Well, it's a beautiful thing. You know, you're... Thousand and one podcasts, all you have are words. And uh, but I idea- have music. Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, you have, okay. There you have it. There you have, you're more well rounded than a lot of people, Mr. Kabasa. We know that. We know that. <laughs> and 
but to combine those things, you can you can do a lot of things. And there are times where cussing is, I guess, the way to go about it. But there are other people tell you there's just really no room for it. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating. Yeah, and the the the, and the people who have no room for it, there's deeper deeper issues behind that sort of control. Right. I guess. I guess. Like no, there you are... must. I must control what you say. Well, there. See here now. We're now we're coming down to it. Freedom of speech. Now you're coming back to the First Amendment bits. Um, it's it's what you can say anything. Um, but you also have a choice not to say something. I think is the one thing people forget about. And again, I don't want to call that you know my own self censorship. But sometimes you just better off saying nothing instead of cursing up and down and getting mad at somebody. That's what I think. So that's the lesson that Uncle George wanted us to know when he was talking about the seven dirty words. You wanted to no, know I that think, no, it's better I think not Mr. to say anything I, at all? No, I think Mr. Carlin's message, because he was you know, certainly a, a tremendous wordsmith, that he explored these things. And he again, we went into it. He was with Lenny Bruce when it came out. He saw what these things were about. And the use of words and phrases when you when you are explicitly told not to do something again, my Edgar Allan Poe bits from last week, I'm going to go out and do it. It's the way we are. And you can he fought a big fight for decency. You know, the, the governments and stuff have been cracking down on decency laws again in movies. Well, after what, 1936, the decency laws came in Ugh. and the television. The FCC kind of says that if you are a over-the-air broadcast, the rules are uh, antiquated, by the way. Oh, yeah. So if, if you are an over-the-air broadcast, non-cable entity, we can regulate you. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what the hell does the FCC do anyway? If you're just regulating, you know, channels... ABC, CBS, and Fox, and who'd I forget? NBC. Then you're not you're not really doing much of anything, are you? What the hell are they doing? Who's in charge over at the FCC, Mister Kilbasa? Can we get him on the on the sausage chart next week? Part of the <laughs> fantasy football roundtable. <laughs> I like to have a few words with him as to what the heck they actually do with our money over there at the FCC. They okay, take like things away from you and provide certain bandwidths. They make you only broadcast radio stations in a certain frequency. Like people need that. So and then there's a couple other ones. Is there uh, anything uh, anything baseball related on your mind these days here in springtime? Anything going on? The Cleveland Indians decided that they were going to play their AAA team this year. So they're yeah, not worse to say. That. How about I their about Yankees? That. The Yankees got a triple A team going right now. Oh. They have uh I believe six of the nine position players would not be with the club if it wasn't for injuries. Man. I, be I believe the Yankees uh injury list has twelve or thirteen players on it who would be on the roster. That's half. And uh that's baseball, Susan. That's the way things go. They work them too hard in spring training. <laughs> yeah, right. The manicures are a little too rough. Please, please. No, baseball's a long grind. Uh, it's always enjoyable. I like I like baseball, but like we said, football dominates. Football dominates. 
And you really off the Game of Thrones. Promise me you're going to back up a little bit and just enjoy the program now. The hard work's done, man. We're not going to see anything else until Sunday night. And then, of course, the Game of Thrones minute has to be produced. Yeah, well, that that I do that on Mondays, so that's uh, that's just a couple minutes, and that's all we're doing. We're going from two a days to two a week for the Game of Thrones. And dude, the thing about it is, it's going to be over, you know, in a month, and it's going to fade into memory, just like everybody, else, just like everything else. And this is like the last hurrah. That's why I went so far into it. This is it. It's not going to be around. It's going to be over before you even get used to it. You know, just as soon as you get used to watching it, it's going to be over and it's going to be over for good, man. What will be more memorable? Who shot JR or Game of Thrones in season end, game eight? I was a kid when Who Shot JR was around, and I do remember going, Why is everybody into this? Because I never watched Dallas because I had no interest in Dallas at the time. But it was, it, it took over and. You know, honestly, back in the day, there were so many less, so many fewer outlets that everybody in America was watching one of three things. And now everybody in America is watching one of a million things. So probably numbers wise, who shot JR? But worldwide, you who shot JR was not probably a thing. But worldwide Game of Thrones is a worldwide thing now. So somehow I heard a number like use. 14 million people in America watched that on Sunday night. That's a pretty big uh, number for these days. I could be days. wrong about that. It's not the Super Bowl numbers, but that's a lot of people. I got to give HBO Now a, a, a credit. I was expecting. I'm like, look, this is the biggest night in HBO history. I, I better not get lag in my HBO app that I'm watching this on my TV. I, on my, right. I, I got the HBO Now app on my Xbox, and uh, I did not hiccup one time. Seamless. Did they do a new introduction? Was it any good? Oh, it was great. <laughs> you, heard, it was great, man. It was the new it, new intro. It was really cool. Mark Aram said he didn't like it that much. I, I was like, it's freaking. It was amazing. So anyway. I heard. Uh, I heard you guys talk about it again because I have to be uh, down with and or up on all things kill boss. You see, he didn't sound like he was enjoying it. He did not sound like he was enjoying it. <laughs> He's... Yeah. Oh well. But hey, enough of fucking Game of Thrones, man. What? So what, got, what's our lesson that we learned from from the seven dirty words, Mishy? I think the lesson is that taboo words are wrong. You should have each and every one of them at your disposable and understand what they are and how to use them or not to use them to communicate effectively. And because you can take this the the taboo off it allows maybe more freedom in communication by not having taboo words by not having banned words by not having banned books or banned music um if you're not ready for it that might be more on you than it is on me for using these words freedom Uh it's about freedom mr kielbasa it's about freedom I don't know. Did I just quote the First Amendment or did I just butcher it? What do you think? Uh, I think you quoted Aretha Franklin. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Give me no. some freedom. I don't know if that was Aretha Franklin, man. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> no, I think that was a Wham song, man. Come on. <laughs> George Michael. <laughs> it was. It was. You had your Wham poster in your bedroom when around that uh, time. 
you know you're George wearing Carlin those white cut off gloves wake me up before you go go <laughs> la 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 no i don't know nah nah that was for that was for a different crowd that wasn't gotcha. for me gotcha no now back to it then what do you make of uh carlin and his words what's what's your take on that Mr. uh he was the greatest of them all he was a genius because because not only was he really funny but he made great points the whole time he was doing it and his delivery of that made him a legend and it made those seven words legend the idea that as you said you know you shouldn't i don't think we should ban the words i don't think we should ban the books we can choose to buy them or not to buy them um we can choose to listen and say okay that's not for me and there's other times where you know it gets a little dicey when it's in your face and you don't want that in your face then that's equally maybe not fair um, why should you be bombarding me with curses and, and other expressions of such where I didn't ask for that. I don't want that. What's right. And what's right or wrong about that. Now you have to be quiet. And if you want to continue to make a fuss, well, then I'm going to call Mr. Kibasa who will whistle for his three canines and the canines will take care of the thing. <laughs> hey, Hey, you, you get off of my cloud. Yeah, hey, hey, Kibasa, get this clown out of my face. Call the dogs. <laughs> Episode of Magnum PI, the big dogs come, the big Dobermans come, start come running out. I, I can never whistle through my teeth. I wish I could do that. What else is on the agenda, Mr. Kibasa, on this Wednesday? What are we doing next week? Can we? Can you tell me? Yeah, man. Next week we're gonna have a sausage hut league wide. NFL draft roundtable next Wednesday night. We're going to bring all the heavy hitters in. Hopefully, they're all invited. If not, it'll just be me and Mishy, but I'm pretty sure we'll have the Flying Savant. He always likes to come on, and maybe Champ Hex, and maybe the Devil Toad. Well, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. The so, uh, NFL draft, what a hype show. We, we, we Again, more NFL You know, this time next week. It's remarkable the way that they're uh, – a media conglomerate. It's incredible. Yep. You and I are you and I are cattle getting pulled by the nose. Hashtag America's team. Hashtag the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And luckily, I only have to spend money on it if I go see it live. Mr. Kilbasa. Yes, sir. Consider the wager. Consider the wager when the Jets play the Browns. How about how about a kosher deli? And some lunch in New York City. Okay, that sounds good. Maybe some brisket, maybe some corned beef, piled a mile high. Yeah. Wearing, <laughs> if the Jets win, uh, see, you're not even going to wear a team jersey, are you? You're not going to. You're not going to do that. I would have you wear a Jet jersey if the Jets win, <laughs> and I and I would have to wear a Brown jersey if the Browns win. But... Yeah, but you want to wear a Browns jersey. I'm all I'm on the bandwagon, but in week two I'm not on the bandwagon. Week two it's J E T S Jets Jets Jets. What jersey are you going to wear to the game? I have a green jet cap. Ah, uh. and you know if I can get, I think I said this, I would get the '44 John Riggins throwback, circa 1973. I didn't even know he played for the Jets. Yeah, drafted by the Jets out of the University of Kansas. Really, Piggins. Yep. Yeah. There's uh, America. You can go on the internet and see what 1974 looked like. John Riggins 
uh, had a mohawk, and his hair was about five inches tall, with a mohawk shaved head in his in his in his picture, his team picture. He didn't fit in very well. <laughs> That's hilarious. He did not. And then, of course, you know the story. He was he was great with the Jets, thousand yard rusher in a fourteen game season, et cetera, et cetera. They found him to be a bit of a malcontent. He went home. They traded him to the Washington Redskins, and he went on to win Super Bowls and be a Hall of Famer and an all-time great. So I think I would probably wear 44. And I've said this to you before. I'll say this to you again. I'll say this to America again. The only jersey you really need to own is a 33 Polk High with the word Bundy on the back. (laughs) Al Bundy, that is. Four touchdowns and a something-something high school football game in Chicago, Illinois. Al Bundy, 33, Polk High. Consider it. Is, it. is that like the ultimate throwback, Mr. Kilbox? That's a, that's a great one. Ultimate throwback. Ultimate throwback. But uh, until that time, we have a little bit of time to think about it. Anything else tonight, Mr. Kilbox? That's it, Missy. We're taking it out, bro. Take us take us home, Mr. Kilbox, and thank you. All right. Missy, it's always a pleasure to shine thank a light. You. As you do, and George Carlin and the Seven Dirty Words and the FCC and the ACC and the SEC and the Big Ten all working together to make a better day. (laughs) Ah, indeed, Mr. Gilbasa. Where can we see you on the internet, Michy? I I will have to do that Twitter account tonight. It's going to be at Michy108. Uh, we'll talk about this at another time, I believe. While we're standing outside, your mama's back door. Tiptoeing through the tulips, my friend. Tiptoeing through the tulips. Thank you, Mr. Kibasa. (laughs) 